I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is winning season at my bookie. Use promo code GATERS on a deposit of $50 or more. And you can receive up to $200 in cash instantly to your MyBookie account. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SEC at Gators Breakdown, bringing you, here we are, Florida, Arkansas, and a not-so-easy game for the Gators despite the record for Arkansas. We'll get into the reasons why here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. Big-time preview here. Going over all the changes. This episode, this preview will mostly focus on all the changes going on the offensive side of the ball for Arkansas. And there's a lot of them. I went back the last couple of weeks, everything Sam Pittman has said, everything KJ Jefferson, the quarterback has said, and all the changes that are coming up in this Arkansas offense. So, Hey, look, they there's a reason they've made an OC change. They have not been very good on the offensive side of the ball this year. We'll get into all that right here on this episode of Gators breakdown. We'll take a look at the other side and matchups on for you know the Gator offense against the Arkansas defense as well, but we're going to really focus on all the changes for this Arkansas offense coming in to this weekend's noon kickoff in the swamp for the Gators. So everybody, like, smash that like button right here if you're watching the YouTube version. Subscribe to Gators Breakdown if you haven't done so yet on YouTube, on your favorite podcast platform, all this stuff going on now. Hey, if you're in... Gainesville, right there on, on Friday night, of course. Join, go, Florida Victorious, Condren Ballpark. Uh, members get in free for the event. You get to see all the student athletes that are part of Florida Victorious. A lot of them will be in attendance there at Condren Ballpark, five to seven, right there, Friday night before this Arkansas game. You can become a Florida Victorious member, take 20% off your first month using promo code GATORSBD. And of course, you can join. Gators Breakdown Plus. Link is in the description to join there as well. Extra episodes, Discord chat, ad-free episodes. Really, really helping you out there if you want to you know, get straight to a lot of this action. Uh, so, hey, we got, I got to take advantage of football season a bit here. But, hey, if you don't want to hear so many ads, Gators Breakdown Plus is the way to go. All right, here we go. Let's get into the preview a little bit. As I said, we'll, we'll start on the Arkansas 
offensive side, all the changes going on there against this Gator defense. Let's take a look at stats on that side, and then we'll take a look at stats on the other side uh, later on. But, of course, if you look at Arkansas's total offense, 122nd in the country, going against Florida's 34th in the country total defense. Um, you know, a lot of that's been not trending so well for the Gators lately, especially in conference play. But right now, if you want to take a look at a generic look, you know, I've chronicled it on GatorsBreakdown.com. We chronicled it earlier this week as well, where Florida's defense in SEC play, not, not so well uh, right now. So um, in total defense in the country, 34th, uh, if you go straight to SEC play, it's 10th in the SEC, giving up 416 yards in SEC play. I'll let you know the difference right here if you look at this graphic. Total defense, 334. Florida's giving up 416 in SEC play. So there's a disparity uh, right there. But, hey, this is about the easiest way to compare uh, right here. Arkansas, of course. and the, uh, All the cupcakes, everybody's played cupcakes. Enough conference games have been played. So here's a basic barometer uh, we'll start with right now. But, you know, this does not speak too well for Arkansas's offense, 122nd in the country, dead last in the SEC at 305, basically 306 yards a game going against Florida's 34th-ranked defense, 6th in the SEC, giving up 334 yards a game. If you look at scoring offense for Arkansas, it's 73rd in the country at 26.5 points per game. Gators tied for 50th, giving up 22, basically 23 points a game. So Arkansas scoring 26, Florida giving up about 23. If you look at the rushing offense for Arkansas, 114th in the country, 109 yards a game, going against Florida's 49th-ranked rushing defense, giving up 130 and a half yards a game. Then the passing offense right here for Arkansas, 105th. I mean, look, all these total offense in the hundreds, rushing offense in the hundreds, passing offense 105th, 197 yards a game. Florida, 35th in the country. A little misleading there for passing defense, giving up 203.5 yards a game, of course, really, really boasted uh, by you know the, the easy cupcake games uh, there for Florida. But passing efficiency defense, that's where it hurts Florida. Right now, 106th in the country. Arkansas is 51st in passing efficiency. So, something there um, to, to, to look out for. We know the explosives. Florida's given up on that side of the ball. But, hey, let's take a look at all the changes going on in Arkansas right now. And, look, I mean, Florida, of course, can't get, can't get sacks, can't get tackles for loss going up against an Arkansas offense that, hey, Dan Enos, he's fired as Arkansas offensive coordinator. Happened after their last game. They've had a bye week now. Sam Pittman has turned to wide receiver coach Kenny Guyton to call the plays for Arkansas's offense. And look, Guyton, 32 years old, very, very young, of course. Third season at Arkansas was part of that Kendall Browse offensive uh, system there before he left Arkansas. And look, he's drawn constant praise from Sam Pittman and the work he's done with the wideouts. He was wide receiver coach. Um, so Pittman did say he knows the offense. Obviously, he's going to need some help probably in the run game, which his expertise would be the pass game as a wideout, wideout coach. He's a very intelligent guy. I thought he was the most intelligent guy in the whole offensive package. So that's why I went with him. So here we go, guys. This is Gotten's first play-calling experience. Pittman said himself he'll be more involved in the offensive meetings while Gotten adjusts to calling plays for the first time. 
I just went over a lot of the stats for you. Change was certainly needed at Arkansas along the offense, yeah, at the offensive coordinator spot. And Danny knows I was not crazy about that hire anyway. You go back to what Miami in nineteen, and I'm in Florida, and Miami are opening up that season. He was the OC for that nineteen Miami team. Um, kind of just going back to that, what we knew of him then, uh, but also just he's never really excited me as an offensive coordinator. Uh, and really, what one, one the biggest reason change was needed for Arkansas, and probably you know a new a new look needed was because of KJ Jefferson, the quarterback, posted career lows right now. A new scheme for him, new system for him. He's posted career lows in yards per attempt, completion percentage, passer rating. And is getting less than two yards per carry as a runner. I mean, this was thought to be one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC coming into this year. And he's posting career lows in a year that was supposed to be his best year. He came back to you know play so well for an Arkansas team. Helped them win a whole lot of ball games. Just has not been there. KJ Jefferson's completed 143 of 210 passes. 65.3%. Not terrible. But for only 1,547 yards, 14 touchdowns. Only 200 yards rushing this season. Been sacked a ton, so of course that plays into it. Uh, but in the touchdown, through eight games this season. I mean, the the coming in, he was boasted, and rightfully so. He's, he's played really well. He ranks first in Arkansas's career touchdown responsibility list with 82, 62 passing touchdowns, 20 rushing touchdowns. He's two passing touchdowns shy of matching the all-time school record. So now, it's about getting him back to form for this Arkansas offense. Sam Pittman did say, I do think that we've got to allow KJ to take some of the things off his plate that we're obviously trying to teach him for now and for his future. But we need to take those things off his plate because he's not playing fast and he's not as accurate throwing the football as he's been in the past. Some of those things... Have to be mentally. They have to be mental. And what we've got to do is take some things off his plate as well. And we'll try and make it easier with all this change going on. And look, Pittman, of course, the professional, has had positive things to say about Enos and the way he's handled things followed, following the departure. He detailed some of the frustrations. Um, going back and looking at articles on Arkansas's 24-7 site, on three sites, um, it's... KJ Jefferson being in the pocket a whole lot and not moving the pocket a whole lot in obvious passing situations to help a struggling offensive line for Arkansas and as well as Jefferson. So look for Guyton to implement, you know, getting his quarterback moving. Something I think that's really, really going to, it should have been implemented in the first place. That's one reason Enos was fired. But look, I'm telling you guys, if you go back and look at Arkansas press conferences, in interviews the last couple of weeks, they are pretty much spilling out what they are going to do on Saturday. After the change, Pittman went on to also say, I think we threw 29 pocket passes on Saturday, and that number's got to be closer to 8 to 10. So, guys, I'm telling you, KJ KJ Jefferson is going to be on the move a lot Saturday. He says, we can still throw the football. We did it under Bryles' offense, but it wasn't the drop back Here we are. This is the point. We just can't do it. We can't physically hold up right now. And honestly, we're going, we're getting so much blitz and twits and 
twist and stuff, I don't know if a lot of people can, especially our young tackles. I mean, they, they are letting the masses know what they want to do to get K.J. Jefferson comfortable. Florida's got to be prepared for it. Florida's got to be prepared for this new look. Be prepared for a quarterback that's going to be on the move a lot. And look, all this has continued with Jeff- Jefferson in interviews the last couple of weeks, saying he would like for the Arkansas offense to return more to an up-tempo style offense under Kenny Guyton. Jefferson understands, you know, they can't start from scratch, of course, but get to something he's been a little more comfortable with and attacking weaknesses that the fast pace can give you against defenses. He says, quote, I mean, we're going to run the same thing, just a slight difference in the offense as far as going tempo and being able to do certain things that we're good at and being able to build off those things, Jefferson said. The thing about going fast is it creates an advantage for us and disadvantage for the defense for them trying to get their calls in. We mainly catch them in base defense. We know what their base defense is. We're going to be able to attack different areas of the field in the fast pace tempo. It's been great to us. Been able to put points on the board and get up on defenses quickly. I would like to see us moving forward, boost the speed of the game up a little bit, and catch defenses in bad situations and take advantage of it. I mean, if Kenny Guyton, I'm sure he's going to listen to what his quarterback likes to do. Jefferson frustrated this year under Dan Enos, sitting in the pocket too much. But now, maybe putting some tempo in, getting the quarterback on the move. There's a lot of change going on, a lot of change that we have not seen this year. How much of it is similar to what Kendall Browse was doing since Guyton, Guyton was under him a bit, learning from him? You're probably going to have to go back to some of that, but this is new territory. Billy Napier was asked about that. What does Billy Napier think of all these changes? He spoke on Wednesday's SEC teleconference about all these changes for Arkansas's offense. How do you go about preparing for uh, an offensive coordinator who doesn't have a, a history of calling plays yet? And uh, what, maybe what do you expect from them offensively? Well, I mean, I think you're asking the question um, for the right reasons. Um, and certainly... You know, we, we've got a process that we began late last week in terms of, you know, with the second tier of the staff in terms of prep. But, um, no, I think they've got a, a good group of players. Obviously, the quarterback's a fantastic player. There's a very accomplished veteran player, a big, long up front, can play with power, and they've got a unique group of skilled players. So it is a challenge, you know, and I think for the same reason you're asking the question, I do think it's uh, there are things that come with that. That's kind of what I mentioned earlier that are a little bit unique. So um, we're working hard on it and um, got a ton of respect for Coach Guyton. Obviously, he's a very accomplished player and he's had a good career as an assistant coach, and I know he'll be excited for the opportunity. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, guys. So there it is. I mean, this is going to be a different offense than Arkansas has put on the field this season. Uh, Pittman said they've cut the playbook by about 30%. So you know it's going to be things KJ Jefferson's comfortable with. Things he does well, pair that with the tempo, pair that with moving the pocket. This defense better be ready for a new look and better be ready to adjust in game. And look, while mobility is, you know, as far as moving the pocket is brought up to help the passing game, I mean, he's just, to me, his overall mobility needs to be watched out for too. You heard Billy Napier say his power, KJ Jefferson, the quarterback there, he's a capable runner. And I mean, a more than capable runner. So I think they're going to rely on that a bit as well to help get him comfortable, get this help this offensive line at Arkansas. They'll continue to rely on – they've lived off of short passes this year. And so now with the tempo and to help your offensive line, continue to see that. But look, there's only so much you can do to mask a bad offensive line. So Florida does not need to let all these changes get the best of them. Simply, you cannot lose to a first-time play caller taking over in the middle of the season I don't care how bad the Florida defense has looked up to this point. I don't care about all the changes. You've got to be able to adjust. You've got to be able to come up with some type of plan to be able to adjust. And look, there's got to be, uh, going back to last year, seeing what they've done under Bryles, that's what, that's going to, it's going to be as similar as to that as they can get, stuff KJ Jefferson's comfortable with. It's inexcusable. I'm sorry. I don't care how much new it is, as bad as this offensive line is, a first-time play caller, this is where you've still got to come out on top if you're a defense. And this, look, this is where I expect if you start looking at Florida's personnel, Scooby Williams, player to watch, and the safeties. The safeties coming down, helping with a mobile quarterback, taking away run lanes. But Scooby and, and look, and those safeties attacking earlier in the season haven't seen that a whole lot. Uh, but I think with a quarterback that's going to be on the move, a quarterback that's going to start using his legs. You're going to have to spy him. I think Scooby is the, the guy for that to kind of get back in the form um, against a struggling offensive line. Offensive line has been able to take him away, a little undersized uh, for, for the linebacker spot right now. But I do think if you're going to have a quarterback on the edges right now, Scooby's your guy to look out for for this Gator defense. But I'm specifically looking at if you're going to probably sit there and game plan for somebody for your Arkansas's offense, and if I'm Gators, Florida's defense, and seeing what we have done well at times this year, I'm looking at Scooby Williams to have uh, an, an important role in his play on Saturday versus Arkansas. All right, I do have to insert this. I recorded the Arkansas preview before the news came out that Shamar James is going to be out for the rest of the season with a dislocated knee. Billy Napier said dislocated kneecap, uh, which will require surgeries, which will be out for about four months. So Billy Napier wants him back for spring practice. So... Oh, man. Uh, he started all eight games uh, for Florida this season. Of course, leads the team in tackles with 55 uh, and second in tackles for loss for Florida. This one stings, uh, of course. And it's not going to change my prediction for Arkansas when you listen to that later this episode to get the prediction. But 
puts even more on Scooby Williams to have that game that I'm talking about. But now guys got to step up. A Derek Wingo, a Taraja Mitchell. Um, lately, I tell you, I mean, the, the the position as a whole has left a lot to be desired. Um, and we're looking for progress for this Gators defense to finish out this season. And this is a big, big blow uh, to that. And now when you go up against LSU and Missouri and Florida State to finish out this year, you're not going to have what might be your best player on defense to finish out this season. Has it been trending well for the defense lately? This is certainly uh, a big hit. But I did want to get this in here. wanted to update this episode with that news uh, right, right there for Shamar James being out for the rest of the season. So that means, of course, we'll miss this Arkansas game and the rest of um, Missouri, LSU, Florida State. Uh, big blow for the Gators. Think they get past it here still uh, against Arkansas. But hey, look, Tyreek Sapp also questionable. Cam Jackson questionable for Arkansas uh, as well. So Gators defense beaten up. A couple of other skill players to look out for for Arkansas wide receiver Andrew Armstrong. Um, definitely KJ Jefferson's go to receiver this season. 43 receptions for the Hogs, 520 yards, four touchdowns through eight games. Um, so first year at Arkansas has recorded at least one catch in 24 consecutive games dating back to 2021, um, even as a transfer. So, uh, but the big storyline besides the change going on on offense for Arkansas is running back Raheem Rocket Sanders, kind of to be determined right now if he'll play Saturday versus the Gators. One of the country, I mean, he's a really good running back. Country one thought to be coming into the season one of the country's best running backs. Injury plague season so 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 much. He was hurt in the season opener versus Western Carolina. But look, guys, he was a preseason All-American. Uh, he's missed five of the Hogs' eight games this season. Missed Kent State, BYU, LSU, Bama, Mississippi State. He started all 13 games last year, emerging as one of the nation's best backs. He had 1,400 yards last year, 10 touchdowns, 28 receptions for 271 yards, two scores that way as well. So he's uh, he, a threat in the passing game as well. So as a result, losing all that, a, a very balanced attack for Arkansas with Jefferson and, and the running backs. Arkansas has gone from ranking second in the SEC with 236.7 yards per game last year to ranking just 12th right now in the SEC with about 110 yards. So he was listed on the depth chart to start. Well, Sanders, he's practiced Monday, practiced Tuesday, Sam Pittman said, hopeful he'll play on Saturday. So they could be getting a really, really good running back to throw into the. And look, it doesn't look like he'll be 100% given all this. Uh, he has been limited in practice, but he is back practicing for Arkansas. So certainly a storyline to look for there for Arkansas getting a skill player back. All right. We, of course, we got to move to the other side of the ball. Arkansas's defense versus Florida's offense. We'll get into that. But first, when your money's on the line, choose a trusted sports book that gives you the tools to win like my bookie. At my bookie, it doesn't matter if your team is up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use my bookie for daily odds boost, same game parlays, and take advantage of huge prize pool contests. Plus, MyBookie has a no-strings-attached cash bonus that lets you deposit and withdraw quick. Just use promo code GATERS on your first deposit and receive up to $200 in cash. That's promo code GATERS 
to claim your own cash bonus now. Try the MyBookie money bag to grab a potential Super Bowl front runner at long shot odds. So bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. All right, let's go back to the stats. Florida, Arkansas, and look, through eight games, Arkansas ranks fifth in the SEC and number 32 in total defense. Going against Florida's 52nd ranked offense, 411 yards a game there for the Gators. Arkansas allowing 333 yards a game, Florida gaining 411. Gators, tied for 68 scoring offense, 28 points a game. Going against the 50th ranked scoring defense, Arkansas giving up 23 points a game. So Florida scoring 28, Arkansas giving up 23. The Gators, 89th rushing offense in the country, 137.3 yards a game. Going against an Arkansas defense, 52nd in the country, giving up 131. So you got to think Florida gets at least 130 yards a game over this game versus Arkansas. Hopefully more than that. Passing offense, Gators 35th in the country, 274 yards a game. Going against Arkansas's pass defense, that's 32nd in the country, giving up only 201 yards a game. So, strength on strength, Florida passing attack versus the Arkansas pass defense. But where Florida probably could take advantage is Arkansas, much like Florida, the passing efficiency. They're giving up big plays. They're 103rd in the country in passing efficiency. Florida's 19th in the country passing efficiency on offense. So there might be some big plays there in the past. I don't know how consistent the passing game can be, but the big plays that Florida has struggled with this year, hey, they might be there versus Arkansas. But what gives you a little bit of reservations is you go to the bottom of the statistical rankings here and look at Arkansas. They're tied for 26th in the country in sacks. About three sacks a game, 22 on the season. And tackles for loss per game. They're tied for 21st in the country. About seven a game, 55 on the season. So look, they're very similar to Florida in the regard of overall good passing stats on the season. Not so much an SEC play, but they're giving up some big plays. Giving up some big plays. So the scary thing, of course, for Arkansas is being able to get to the quarterback. Tied for 26 in the country, as I mentioned, 22 sacks on the season, three a game, give up big plays. Florida struggled on third down all season. So this is the worry for me. With those sacks, with those tackles for loss, Florida struggling on third down all season, those numbers that Arkansas and them proving they can get in the backfield, it's got to be worrisome for Florida being in third and long in this game, like they've been so much this season. So for Florida, with Arkansas proving what they can do, Florida's got to find a way to limit the hits, limit the pressure, limit the sack on Graham Mertz. Doesn't matter what the run game does if Florida continues to hit some, you get some of these big loss yardage plays. So the key to the game is not taking big yardage losses and protect Mertz. And look, part of that is the key game, the p- key player for me in this game is Graham Mertz as well. Not all the sacks this year are on the offensive line. He's playing a big part in that too for as good as he has been this year. I'm not trying to detract from what he's done. 
But as the season progresses and we're seeing where Florida is struggling a bit, he's played a part in that a bit as well. So he's got a key player for me is because he's got to be able to make a play when it's there. Check down if it's there. Get rid of the ball if it's there. It's okay to throw it out of bounds. Now, we don't need the intentional grounding that's come along with it a couple times this year. But it's okay to throw, I mean, the completion percentage, you know, it can take a couple percentage points, hits, throw the ball out of bounds. It's fine. He's been pretty good at protecting the ball as far as interceptions go this year. But when the pressure got to him last week at Georgia, of course, one fumble, Florida recovered, but still a big, big yardage loss. One was a turnover that he fumbled. So you got to take care of the ball, but most, more specifically, for this Arkansas defense that can get tackles for loss and sacks, hopefully, hopefully, Graham Mertz can help the offense. Because look, you're probably, the offensive line is probably going to give up some. No doubt about it. it it's probably going to happen. And the ones Graham Mertz can help himself in the offense in, let's limit some of these. So Florida's not in third and long so much. And maybe the third down conversion, conversion percentage is a little higher. So limit the big yardage whenever possible. I'm eager to see what Florida's run game does. Um, and if Florida can hit those big passing plays. I mean, this may be, if you can get the run game going enough, this may be where Florida's play actions finally pay off. But I'm so scared now because it does seem like when Florida gets near midfield and you know Billy Napier is dialing up that play to go deep, that's when those sacks that I just talked about happen. But I do think the run game can be there enough for those p- big plays to happen in the play-action passing game. So this, this is going to be complimentary football on the offensive side. I talked about it last week versus Georgia. The run game was kind of there a bit. Game got out of hand. Maybe very similar this week. Complimentary football on the offensive side. Get the run game there enough. Let those play-action shots be there. And hopefully it all comes together enough where the offensive line protects Graham Mertz has some time, and there's the shots down the field. Because Arkansas will give up the big play through the passing game. And I think for Florida to hit a lot of those, it may, may be off play action with the run game going as well. All right, linebacker Jaheim Thomas for Arkansas. A couple of key players here for their defense. SEC third leading tackler this season. 74 total stops. Six and a half tackles for loss. Three and a half sacks. So if you want to start looking for a player there that might be in the backfield, he's going to be one of them. Transfer from Cincinnati, has a team-leading five double-digit tackle efforts this year and has six double-digit tackle games for his career. And then, of course, the one everybody's circling, defensive end Landon Jackson. Solidified himself as the Razorbacks' most dominant pass rusher this season. Leads the team in tackles for loss with 10 and a half. Ten and a half tackles for loss. He's got five and a half sacks on the year through eight games. Woo. Certainly. Certainly making plays. He was the SEC defensive lineman of the week. Career best 11 tackles. Three and a half tackles for loss. Three and a half sacks against Alabama. They lost that game, and he was still SEC defensive lineman of the week. It was the most by a Razorback since, hey, you'll know this name, Trey Flowers in 2014. Of course, he transferred from LSU, played in five games as a true freshman in 2021. 
So there you go. It's offensive, defensive preview, of course. Not going to be an easy game. Not going to be an easy game at all. I don't think so. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One more time, I know I shared it earlier this week when Will and I were in the episode together, but one reason this won't, because it hasn't been easy for anybody this year versus Arkansas. We will take a look at it one more time. Their results from this year, 2-6 and six overall, 0-5 oh in conference. They've lost six straight games, 2-2 two and two at home, 0-3 oh on the road, 0-1 oh in the neutral site game versus Texas A&M. So they're still look, six straight games, still looking for their first road win. Opened up the season, 56-13 over Western Carolina. 28-6 over Kent State the next week. And then starts a three-game or a six-game losing streak. Lost to BYU 38-31 at home. Then they go to Arkansas. I mean, go to LSU. At LSU, they lose 34-31. Against one of the best offenses in the country. Right now, statistically, the best offense in the country. 34-31 loss to LSU. And then their biggest loss so far, 34-22 to Texas A&M in the neutral site game. And then at Ole Miss, 27-20 loss. At Alabama, 24-21 loss. Mississippi State, a 7-3 loss. And then the bye week and now the Florida game. So they've played all their teams tough, except maybe Texas A&M. Final score, you know, of course, 34-22 there. But playing Alabama, Late. Alabama jumped up big. Arkansas stormed back. 34-31 at LSU. That's not an easy place to play. We'll find that out in a couple of weeks. But Arkansas is certainly not going to make this game easy for the Gators. Now all the changes. Playing people tough. We'll see. We'll see what that means for the Gators. But for me, but for me, back against the wall, at home, for the Gators, I think the Gators get it done. 27-20. I think it's going to be another close one-score game for Arkansas, but I think it's going to be their seventh straight loss. Arkansas is going to give Florida everything they can handle, and it will be a good win. They play everyone tough. All this change. We don't know what to expect from their offense. Look, that can go the opposite way of well. All the newness, all the newness could actually be worse with a first-time play caller. That, that's very possible. Especially if Florida jumps up on them early and they panic a bit. Like it could. Remember, all, I don't want to necessarily try to equate this, but remember when Florida made the change from Todd Grantham and then, who was it, Charleston Southern comes into the swamp and, hey, we just 
magically thought Grantham's not on the sideline anymore. Christian Robinson, a first-time defensive coordinator. And then the defense maybe even looked worse. <laughs> so so if I want to compare it to somebody, a first-time play caller, getting his first chance in the middle of a season or toward the end of the season. Okay. It could, I mean, now, don't get me wrong. You got K.J. Jefferson to kind of rely on. They help you a bit here. Sam Pittman, too. Offense or you know, an offensive coach, more with the offensive line background. But it's very it's it's kind of similar to that. And I'm not expecting that to happen, but hey, look, there's we have a internal documentation to go back on and look at what a first time play caller as a replacement mid to late season, how bad that can go. I don't know if Florida's defense can force that. I think that's probably going to be part of that as well. There's an avenue there, but I'm not sure the Gators' defense can force it. I think Mertz plays well enough to keep Florida ahead in this one. I think Florida gets up. I think Florida probably, I don't think it will be as prominent as Alabama and what they did because I think they jumped up. I think it was, they won 24-21. It might have been 24-3 at some point. Maybe. Maybe. Am I making that up? I'll click on it right here since I got it up. But I think it was something like that. Uh, let's see. Bama. No, okay. It was 7-6 after the first quarter. So they were up 21-6 at one point. But I do think Florida gets up. Kind of in control, but the game's still hairy. But I do think Florida run game helps Graham Mertz a bit. Helps him along. Keep the Arkansas defensive front at bay most of the time. They'll get behind the line of scrimmage. But look, I think this Florida team shows up. They know what's at stake. They've shown up when questioned after losses this year. Go back to last year. I thought they responded well after getting beat by Georgia. I think it continues this year. Florida gets their sixth win, gets bowl eligible, and gets a win at home right there. So, all right, there we go. There's your preview. Florida, Arkansas, all the changes on offense, how I see it playing out. 27-20, a lot of field goals in this game. Gators over the Razorbacks. That'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown.